Sicha Chelik Chof Aleph Tetzava Aleph. The Balaturim brings down that the reason why in this week's parsha we don't mention the name of Moshe is because Moshe Rabbeinu said Mechenin Amesifrecha, and in this week's parsha it's in the sky because the Klal of Etzadik even on Tanai is in the sky. We have to understand this. There's quite a few questions on this. Number one, Mecheni means to erase. Erase means there should be zero mention. No reference, no mention, nothing. But the Parsha does have a mention. It doesn't mention by name, but it does definitely reference Moshe. It actually references Moshe in a very deep way. It says the word you, Atta. So was it a game? It doesn't say the name, but it says you. Obviously, there's a deeper meaning here. Another question that has to be asked. What does it even mean? Mecheni na mesifracha. What's Moshe Rabbeinu doing with the Yebishter? He's blackmailing the Yebishter. If you don't give a kapoda, mecheni na mesifracha. The whole discussion of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Yebishter has to be understood. It's a discussion of kapoda. The Yebishter says they did, a, they did an Aveda. They deserve an Einish. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, if you don't forgive, mecheni Obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu's threat, quote-unquote, of Mecheni is not a threat. It's not a blackmail. It's a direct answer to Kapoda. Moshe Rabbeinu is giving an option of how Kapoda can be facilitated here. We have to understand how. And the third question we have to ask is, what does this mean that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying Mecheni on Mesifrecha? As far as we're concerned, Moshe Rabbeinu and Taira is one. What does that mean? That Moshe Rabbeinu, who is Moshe Rabbeinu if he doesn't have Taira? That is Moshe. In order, in order to understand this, we have to first focus on the last question. What does it mean that Moshe Rabbeinu's kesher to Torah can be somehow compromised? So Siddhas explains that Moshe Rabbeinu has a kesher to Yidin and a kesher to Torah. The kesher to Yidin is deeper. Al-Derech, we find the same thing when again the Yidin and the Ebishter. We find that Yidin and the Ebishter are one, and Torah and the Ebishter are one. Even so, Yisrael Kadmala Torah, the Kesher of a Yid to the Abishter is deeper than the Kesher of a Yid to Torah. Now this has to be understood. What does it mean deeper? What does it mean higher? How do we understand this? So let's talk about the Kesher of a Abishter with Torah and Abishter and Yid. Now from there we'll understand everything else. What does it mean that the Kesher of the Abishter to Torah? The Lashon Echsidus is Begiluyim. Ashenkin, the Kesher of the Yid with the Abishter is Atzmi. It's an Atzmiistic Kesher. Although we also use the Lashon Atzmi by Torah. Let, let's understand this. The word is like this. In the Hard 38, it brings down a stick of Mayim Beis. And uh, Mayim Beis, the Rebbe Rasha brings a, a marshal, an example. To, to, to express what I mean, the depth of a kesher v'yid. Here's an example from Tshuva. Tshuva, Torah says there's no Tshuva. There's no such thing as Tshuva. There's a Tshuva for Shoigig, not for Mezid. A yid has the idea of Tshuva also from Mezid. Rabbi Lazar ben Dodaya, go b'vchia, he cried, he cried, he cried, that depth of feeling, of crying, which is harata, 
was his expression of tshuva, that's not something mentioned in Torah. Was Pshat not mentioned? Meaning to say, Torah can't accomplish that. What's the Hasbara here? What's the idea of mazed and shaykig? Ideas like this. Mazed means my decision where I want to attach myself. Shaykig means I didn't yet decide. What's the Havana here? Maybe we can give an example. It's not a Moshe Muduyik, but it gives out the idea. Imagine as a father and a child. And the father realizes that his child has a lot of moods. So he wants to make sure the child is always going to feel the feeling of closeness to the father. He's going to a faraway place. He's meeting a lot of interesting people. He wants to make sure that closeness that they have together, it's spending great moments together, he wants to make sure the child has that refreshed in the child's memory even in the darkest moments. So he makes a picture, beautiful picture, of the father and the child embracing each other. And he gives it to his child and he says, in your, in, take this with you. Make time every day to look at this picture. Take it in. It's going to awaken in you the attachment you have to me. So on a dark, rainy day, you're going to re-experience that close bonding feeling you have with me. So what's the muhus of that picture? What's the identity of that picture? A close feeling of father and child. Yeah, it's the father himself, the child himself, that chibuk of the father and the child. The picture is great. And that awakens in the child that feeling. But what happens when the child throws away the picture? Says, I'm not interested. I decided to disattach myself from my father. The picture can't help. The picture is actually only expressing a part of the father. It's the part where the father is consciously feeling close. And it's the part of the son where the son is consciously feeling close to the father. But we all know father and son relationship is not determined by them feeling close. It actually is also present in the absence of any conscious feeling where the father and son feel they are still father and son. That a picture can express because the whole idea of the picture is to express the attachment and feeling and conscious connection of father and son. That does not express itself. The picture is at a loss of words. It cannot communicate that depth of connection. When the sun sits down and the sun has a urge to reconnect, which really comes from that secure, untouchable connection that's not defined by feeling, but rather is, and the sun feels that regret. Where am I? Why did I disattach myself? What's surging to the frontier is not the regular conscious feeling that's measured by feeling that feeling. But what's surging to the front over here is that connection that is. That's chuba. Taita is actually not a picture. It's actually a real hug. Taita is all about bringing a conscious feeling and so it's, it, 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 it expresses when the feeling is felt. But when you do a cheta ego, you're done. You're done. 
says Moshe to the Yebishter, Mecheni no Let me transcend that conscious feeling. Let me go to the place where we are. We are one. The connection that is not defined by conscious feelings. That's where Kapara can come from. That was the discussion of Moshe. With the Eivishter by Chet Egel, Mecheni is not destroyed, Mecheni is not erased, Mecheni is transcend the conscious feeling, which is why this parsha has Moshe Rabbeinu in a, in a way of Ato, which means you, not you the way I feel you, not you the way I see you, you the way you are, and that's Atzmiistic connection of Moshe. Now we could understand this week's parsha. Is it, yeah, it mentions exactly the part of Moshe that Moshe mentioned to Abishter in the discussion of Mechani and mentions the you of Moshe. Now we could also understand what it means higher and deeper. We're talking about, yeah, the Roshan Chesidus is Giluya Manatsmi, although it's a Giluya of the Etzim, it's a Giluya of that hug, which is a deep connection. But now it's, pre- it's pretty much understood. We understand the, the, what's going on up here. Meshad Abeinu has that Atzmiistic connection to Yidin, and that's, that's why he said Mecheni, and that's how it works. And those are the two connections over here. Okay, it should be understood.